can't believe you buy Meyer brand ketchup. I buy, I buy off brand everything. I buy off brand with a lot of things. Ketchup and peanut butter are two things I won't. The thing with ketchup is my mother will only eat Heinz ketchup. And growing up, that's all she would buy, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I didn't know that ketchup tasted different. Oh. And so, until I was in high school, I was in, like, middle school when I had, like, the school ketchup. And I gagged. I was like, what is this? <laughs> so, I really, 100% believe ketchup is different. And mm-hmm. I don't think some people. I think even, like, Heinz 57 McDonald's ketchup is different than Heinz 57 in a bottle. It all did, Yeah. So if you have strong feelings about ketchup, <laughs> let us know. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a strong feeling about any brand, really. Yeah. Like you, there's a brand that you just like you have to buy. You can't buy off brand. So one of the questions I ask because I have like four questions I like to know about everyone, which I don't know about you, so we should go through these. Hmm. Vanilla, or, vanilla or chocolate ice cream? Like if you're getting a soft serve cone, vanilla or chocolate? Chocolate. Okay. Prego or regu? Prego. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Okay. You <laughs> Okay. No, I feel like I those... No, I just... I feel like those three questions you can tell a lot about someone mm-hmm. based on them. Like, I don't know why. Because, like, honestly, if you answered opposite on all of them, I wouldn't really care. But, like, it's just nice to know those things about someone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kidding, I know that. What episode is this? Do we do a... It's 24. That's what. how old I am. Really? You're 24? Yeah. Wait, you're going to be 24. No, I'm going to be 25. No, you're not. Yes, in September. I'm the oldest bitch. <laughs> oh my god, like at least a quarter of your life is over. I know. How does that feel? Very sad. I thought about it a A quarter lot. of my life gone by. I'm awesome. <laughs> no, you're not. Don't lie. Do you remember that song? It's, no. But I relate. You've never heard Dude, I'm Awesome? I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Have you heard that song, came in? What? Dude, I'm Awesome by Spose? Yeah. Thank God. All right. So, I don't know what it is, but this is a good year for us. Wow. Because whatever you're doing right now, you're getting close to your goals. (gasps) Stop. I'm not kidding. It says, work towards your goals with zeal and passion. That's the only way I work. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I don't work any other way. Work hard, work inspired, bitch. Yeah. Passion all the way. Yep. Which is convenient f- given our topic of discussion I today. I am so passionate about this that I did my notes on my lunch. It's also the it number. Was a week. Yeah. It was a week, it's, guys. It's been such a week. Um, it's also the number of, this is great because I feel like it transitions super well into our topic. It's a long-term security for family and harmony. There we go. Which is funny because our topic of discussion is the exact opposite of that, I would say. Yeah. The exact opposite. Mm -hmm. We're talking about crimes of passion. That we are. So, like we said, if you're going to do something, do it with passion. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Full Mm -hmm. force. Mm Mm-hmm. All out. Alrighty. Are you ready to hear about... um, No. Miss... Oh. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You ready to hear about Miss Judy Parker? Little old town of Maryville, Indiana. I actually feel like this is kind of close to maybe where I'm from. I don't know. I could be lying. I didn't look it up. But I am from <laughs> I am from Indiana. That's where I was born and raised. Miss Judy Parker. Um, her life became easier after she met her husband, John. Uh, because he was a millionaire. John and Judy 
Uh, the night before their... their <laughs> so sorry, it just doesn't sound like a real name. Sorry. Oh my god, we got a lot to go and we're not even through. Second I'm ready. Bullet, okay. The night before their 10th wedding anniversary, John was shot in the <gasps> upscale suburb of Maryville, Indiana. That same night, April 17th, 2003, police received a call from Judy saying, I didn't see anybody. All I seen... Sorry. Very Midwestern. People that say seen, I cannot... That's I'm sorry. so Midwestern. It's, it is saw. I saw. You Just have saying, seen yes. or you saw. Third bullet point. Oh. Are you gonna but I'll, I'll, I'll repeat this quote. Um, I didn't see anybody. All I seen was I heard the shots and I looked and it was just a person running. John was shot inside the office building of the vacuum cleaner like distribution house. I don't okay. um That he, yeah. It says distributorship, but I, I've never really, like, I don't think I've heard that word. Should they put distribution centers on ships now? <laughs> Ow. <laughs> it, well, it's like one. Distributorship. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why it's distributorship. <laughs> and his wallet had been taken, so it it, it looked like a robbery. Um, quote, unquote. <laughs> looked. Fifth bullet point. <laughs> Stop. So, a little bit about Judy. She was born in 1969, and great year. <laughs> she grew up in a pretty poor and difficult family situation. Okay. And so she had kind of jumped on the first chance that she could to escape. Um, but at Checks 14, out. she married a... 14? Yes. Oh my god. Is that even legal? Can you even marry a 14-year-old? Listen, I don't know. It was in the article, okay? God, I don't... <laughs> you know what? Well, you 80s... have to have your parents, like, permission... But I think you can. Because it literally said, what? like, she received her mom's blessing. I, just, I feel so. like what parent is like, yeah, 14, sure. um, it Obviously off. a poor, difficult family situation. She it was just, just feels like, like this go is, for it. Is it just like, you know what? I want my daughter to have some money. So no, she wanted the money. Or she wanted <gasps> her out. She killed her. What? The mom, she, the mom no. killed the husband. Oh. Anyway, good <laughs> guess. So she married a young pipe fitter and she left town. And at 16, she gave birth to her daughter, Christina. And then a year later, her son Daniel was born. Um, and the family basically just slept on a mattress on the floor above this bar for oh like years. Oh my gosh. Just because, I mean, he really wasn't all that wealthy either. It was just she she wanted out of her, of the family situation, you know. Okay. In 1988, Judy left her first husband. Yeah. And so she started selling vacuum cleaners door to door. And that's where she met John. Got him before. And he was only 19 years, old, 19 years old at the time, as was Judy. You know, kind of just the young salesman, like, oh. working his way up. Uh, they began to date, and John, like, quickly became pretty close to her two children, became, like, a surrogate father for them. And after three years, they actually ended up having a child of their own. About a year afterwards, they got married. So now Judy has a stable relationship. Good for Judy. A good family. I wouldn't be too quick to... No, I'm just kidding. A nice family. You know, you got John, who's doing well in his business, and he's making some money, which she'd never really had before. Mm -hmm. um, but he's able to open his own franchise, and he went from the number one salesman to the number one distributor. Nice. So, like, quickly, he started just... Nice. He's finally on the growing. ship. Yes. And they said that he made his first million by 29. Nice. I am 24. And I am nowhere near a million. You've dollars. got time. So not long after their the birth of like their second child in 1997, John and Judy bought a house in a pretty like upscale neighborhood. 
And Judy's children from, like, her first marriage, obviously, you know, for years they were sleeping on a mattress in an above a bar yeah you know they didn't really have much and so going from that to this they i mean i think it's probably pretty great well yeah but it's like pretty i mean not reasonable but they um they became a little spoiled and rebellious but i think that's like pretty understandable yeah that tends to happen um just because you're not used to that and Mm -hmm. at 12 daniel had taken his stepdad's new navigator for a joyride (gasps) and smashed up a neighbor's mailbox 12 yes gosh and then John, in return, instead of, like, punishing Daniel, literally uh-huh. went and, like, like he, like, paid for all the damage to, like, spare Daniel from getting in any kind of trouble. Oh, my gosh. Um, Good for him. Because he, like, knew that someday he would, you know, want to attain a driver's license and yeah. want to, like, be a normal teenager. Yeah. So you, I mean, that to me, I guess, whatever, that is, like, you know, a pretty good deed, I would think, of a yeah. man. There wasn't much, like, in my research that I really found about John himself. Yeah. But in that moment, I was like, okay, he sounds like a good guy. Later, yeah. I was like, I don't know, you know, but people people say things. Yeah. Stories are made up. But anyway, um, so on April 17th of 2003, uh, Judy and John were celebrating their 10-year anniversary, their 10-year wedding anniversary. And shortly after they had gotten to the restaurant, Christina, Judy's daughter, mm-hmm. called her and... Judy had claimed that one of the children had left, or one of, like, their younger children had left homework at the office. And so okay. they had to swing by to to pick it up. Okay. And when they went by the business, both John and Judy went inside the warehouse. And Judy, like, just went back to the car afterwards. She went back to the car and she was waiting in the car for him. And he returns, but he was shot. That's exactly my thought on this. I know. Tell me how you feel. That's concerning. Yes. So, obviously, like, police are suspicious. <laughs> but Why? No, <laughs> yeah. And the the, are... the biggest questions they had is, like I had said earlier. The biggest question was, what happened? No, no, no. no. no like, no. they had made it look like it was a robbery. Yeah. So, okay. one of the biggest questions was, why would anyone be in a vacuum warehouse <laughs> at 9.30 at night waiting to rob someone? Like, who... <laughs> Who's like, yeah, that is the place. That is where. So it was just kind of weird. Yeah, that. That I mean, there's a, obviously a lot of weird to it, but that was like. Whatever. That was the first weird thing. Yeah. Second weird and, thing, no. But also, when they found his body, he had a $20,000 $20, Rolex watch on him, as well as other jewelry. Like other expensive That's jewelry. That's always a red flag. I just. Yeah. Listen, you can't you tell guys, me that you we were robbed. Don't, I don't know. I, I already know in my book of like. If I were to ever kill someone, yeah. you don't leave the expensive jewelry on them. Here's if you're going to stage a robbery. Um, they're kind of already suspicious, obviously, and um, the suspicion kind of falls around the family because, I mean, Weird. naturally you work, you look to like the closest people yeah. to them, whatever. But about that time when they're kind of looking into this, a report comes in from Danny's school resource officer. And in October of 2002, which was only six months before John was murdered, Mm -hmm. a counselor at a halfway house in the area had contacted the resource officer at the high school because two students who lived there were seen, like, flashing $6,000 of cash. And when the counselor had, like pressed them and asked them like hey yo why you got all that cash on you <laughs> one of them confessed that they'd gotten it from danny and he'd asked them to take care 
of his stepfather. What? Yeah. I, I'm i sorry. If this is the case, Danny, you should have chosen better people. Yeah, I know. Because they sold pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but the two uh, teenagers did say that they never planned to actually go through it. They, they literally just wanted to rip him off because he was going to give him. I mean, he's like a 15-year-old kid. Yeah, he doesn't not? really know how to execute things yeah. like that, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> the cast was obviously confiscated by authorities. And they suspected that Judy had given the cash to Danny. Yeah. Because where is a 15-year-old coming up with $6,000? And at the time, they were also hearing rumors that Judy was having an affair with Ooh. one of John's co-workers. <gasps> Scandalous. So it's like all this, like, it would have given Judy a, a motive yeah. to kill him, you know? And yeah, so absolutely. they were already, like, pretty suspicious. And it was kind of just noted that, like, adultery <laughs> would obviously, like, if they were to get a divorce in a divorce settlement, like, she's not going to get anything in that yeah. kind of sense. But if they, but if he were to mysteriously die, she yeah. gets everything. So, yeah. Smart girl. If you, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, <laughs> she you. figured out insurance. <laughs> uh, Weird. April 21st, investigators brought Judy's son in for questioning, um, but he's only 15, obviously. Yeah. Um, he showed up at the courthouse with Judy um, and he told, Police said John was abusive, which, so then I was like, I don't really know how to feel. Like I said, there wasn't much on John or, like, who he was. Was he? Yeah, and so it's like. Which he could have been, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But they could just be saying things. I don't know. But they said that, um, like, he basically just said that he would get kind of aggressive and hit him and throw him against the wall and stuff like that. Oh, God, that's so sad. Um, And he did admit giving the boys the money. And he, but he just kind of said, like, he was doing it to make his, he, he said he gave them the money to make his stepdad like feel bad yeah. for what he did. He and I, he he claims he he denied anything to do with the murder. I feel really. like if you're going to confess to like doing that, like giving money and all, being basically being involved in this, why would you go as far as like why would you lie about other stuff? Like I feel like you'd just right. be like, yeah, I just didn't like the dude. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. That's just me, but yeah. And so police had enough probable cause to charge him through like juvenile court because obviously he's only 15 but yeah. um he he and he did like fully admit basically to mm-hmm. plotting this and everything and yeah. like the attempt to murder um and judy did deny any involvement and she denied giving him any of the money hmm. um and danny was locked up but it actually didn't last long because if a parent is a suspect in a crime that parent can't give permission for their child to speak i guess um oh. and so basically his incriminating statements were all admis- inadmissible <gasps> in court um oh. yeah and so he was let go and basically like the at the time the family just kind of moved on so then um at this time judy decides to move in with a boyfriend which is john's employee how so long this is this like been? Okay, I I'm really not sure because to me this looks like it's like within the same really month, short. but I don't know. <laughs> um, Still, that seems like a short time. No, I'm saying like that's a ridiculous yeah. short time to move. Um, like even if it were longer than a month. Yeah. But she also tries to file a claim against his 1.5 million dollar life insurance policy. Hmm. Um, but his family was a little suspicious because Good. obviously that's a weird thing to do. One month and, after. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, she continued to, like, run the business with her boyfriend. 
hmm. with her new boyfriend. Um, and quote unquote new. Yeah, and liquidated all John's cars, his boat, and his gold jewelry. So she was like living pretty well. Wow. All extremely like, quickly. Yeah. Well, no, extremely suspicious. Oh. I would say extremely incriminating, but yeah. you know, <laughs> like even like cashing insurance policy. Okay, that's yeah, that I get it. Like happens, yeah. like whatever. At that point, it's like all the other stuff. It's like even if it were, if it were just the life insurance policy, okay. All the other stuff, you're like, but literally liquid, listen, liquidating all of his Judy, assets. Yeah, Judy, it's a little soon. You can't hide it anymore. Basically, like a lot of his family were like, I knew from the beginning that this lady was like, I didn't trust her. Yeah. Well, like, when it happened, they were like, this is the only person that would benefit from his death. So yeah. it's like, yeah, we know it's you. You know, <laughs> like, it wasn't like, Judy, you're not slick. There was no hiding it. But by February of 2007, so this was almost four years since his death. Okay. Um, Judy, who was 37 at the time, had a more than $3 million payoff that included the couple's house, business, and $1.5 million worth of life insurance. So, like, wow. at this time, she was, like, living large. She yeah. was, like... Um, I can imagine. Yes. I mean, it's four years afterwards, but still, like, their radar should be all over her. And yeah, they should saying. be, like, hmm. Yeah. Especially since it's unsolved. Um, so, Daniel, at the time, is 19, and he moves to Arizona with his biological father. Okay. Uh, Christina, the daughter. Yes. She's now 21. Um, and she gets married, and she starts a family. Oh, good for her. So Christina's husband at this time gets, um, there's an outstanding warrant on a marijuana charge, basically. Oh, okay. It connects. <gasps> uh, <laughs> just kidding. What? But once the police had him in the interrogation room, they kind of asked him about John's murder, and he became, like, really, like, weird and, like, fidgety, and he told police that his, like, wife had told him that... It was her brother, Danny, who had driven to John's work and shot him, and that she bought the gun. What? And that the mastermind behind all of it was their mother. Well, yeah, I figured that much, but what? Wow! I had no idea. Color me surprised. Yeah. But that's so... I I feel like if my mother was like, we're going to kill your stepfather, I'd be like, What? yeah <laughs> no i'm not no like i love my stepdad like my, i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not uh-huh. even if i didn't i'd be like i'm not gonna do that. yeah i don't have, i don't have a stepfather but i would be like, like you on your own you know mom that sounds like a good plan how about you do it on your own yeah <laughs> uh so christina was had, like admitted to the police that she was involved obviously by she implicated herself by saying she bought the gun yeah <laughs> um and she admitted that danny was a shooter and that her mom had orchestrated everything so wow Basically gave everything up. Yeah, like, like good for her. Good that somebody did. Finally, I guess did because like, yeah. this is. I don't know how you live. If you are any sane person, I don't know how you live with that. You know. Yeah. So Danny was arrested the next day in Arizona, and he confirmed everything that his sister had already said. And you know he became very angry with his mom. I mean, he was only fifteen at the time, so it's like. You do think, like, okay, 15 seems a little old, but... No, it doesn't. I was thinking about no, me no, no. at 15. I mean, like... that's what I'm saying. It's, like, you think, like, oh, 15. Like, it's not 11 or 12. But then yeah, you but think about still, it, and it's, like, a 15. So I made manipulative. No... Yeah, I Ma- made... Able to be manipulative. Yeah. Manipulate. Wow. I... Yeah. I was not making any, like, rational decisions oh, at 15. No. So if my mom were to say, like, kill this man, maybe I would have. I, I mean, know. I probably wouldn't <laughs> have, but also I would have been, like... Listen, we don't know. Mom... 
So I trust you, but this seems bad. Both <laughs> kids were arrested. And in November of 2008, both children agreed to testify against their mother. And they were finally able to arrest her for the murder. Good. And conspiracy to commit murder, felony murder, all that stuff. All that good stuff. Lots of things. Took a plea, though, and in 2009, she pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit murder. And she was sentenced to only 33 years in prison. Wow. Yeah. And then Danny was sentenced to 23 years in prison. And Christina only received a five-year sentence. For the role because she was just a gun buyer. Wow. It was pretty insane. That's crazy that they were all involved. Like, it, yeah. That they just went along with it almost. Right. Like, just like, yeah. Wow. And, and like yeah. I said, it's like, yeah, you're so, like, impressionable at that age. Yeah. It's like, I, I guess, I, I'm, who's to say what your mom could really get you to do? I don't. You plan- trust your parents. The weird thing is that he actually pulled the trigger. Like, uh, her buying a gun is one thing. Like, if my yeah. mom was, like, buy a gun at 15 and I didn't really know what I was oh doing. God. And I was like, sure, okay. Yeah. It's, like, like a, they're not blameless. But at the same time, it's, like, that's so sad. Like, oh, yeah. Like, she completely ruined their lives, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that's, um, there is a quote in there from, I want to say it's his brother. Um, and he kind of says, like, he doesn't think her sentence was enough because not only did she kill John, but she ruined her yeah. children's lives. Because even if like, and that it's like obviously not even if they weren't caught, like you killed someone at fifteen, right? Like that that's gotta be even if you, stuff. Yeah, even if you got out of prison, it's like to live with that. For yeah. The rest of your life. So Judy will be eligible for parole in twenty twenty four. Daniel was released from prison in January of twenty sixteen. Uh-huh. And Christina died of a drug overdose in August of 2013 after Aww. she was released from prison. So wow. it's just like you got to think of like how much that messed up. Yeah, that's sad. Those kids. Yeah. Don't mess up your children. Yeah, no. By no you means. had them. Be an adult. Take so care sad. Of or give them to some that will, that will take care of them. Yeah. But don't treat them like poop. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Just our little tidbit there. <laughs> Advice by us. Yes. Do you know about Colin Howell? No. Okay. Well, you're going to. Yay. So, Colin, you know me. I love a good Irish story. Oh. So, we got another one. We're both a little Irish. I'm super Irish. What do you mean a little Irish? (laughs) Anyway, so Colin Howell was born on March 14th, 1959 in Northern Ireland. Good to know. Um, His story (laughs) has... (laughs) In case you're wondering, <laughs> Colin's story has been turned into a drama series called The Secret and a book called Let This Be Our Secret. Never heard of her. Well, you can watch The Secret <laughs> on YouTube. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's like a six-part miniseries from I'll 2016. Okay. So Colin was a dentist and a former preacher. Mm. Colin was married to Leslie Clark in July of 1983, and they had five children. After she died, Colin married Kyle... <laughs> Kyle married American Kyle Jorgensen in 97. She had two kids at the time. Wait, her name was Kyle. Isn't that interesting? Wait a second. Sorry. Oh, my God. You were saying she was American? Yeah. I thought you said her name oh. was American. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I've heard of America as a name, but I've never heard of American. You should name your kid American. <laughs> American. Okay, so um, on May 19th, 1991... Leslie Howell had been found in a car in Castle Rock with RUC officer Trevor Buchanan in what appeared to be a suicide pact. Weird. So appeared. 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 We use that term. 
For a reason. Yes. We're foreshadowing. So in 1998, Howell confessed to murdering both Leslie and Trevor. Wow. That, was his, that escalated really quickly. To his wife. Oh. <laughs> Kyle. Sorry. I thought you meant to the police. No. Because you're wife. like, you're like, it appeared to be a suicide pay. Leslie admitted to, or what is it? <laughs> Leslie came back from the dead and said she was murdered. Sorry, that was, what was, I'm Cowell. so confused. Colin There's so many Cowell. names right now. No, it was just funny because you said that they, it was a suicide pact. And then all of a sudden it's like, Colin's like, confessing. I thought you meant to the police. I was like, David, that escalated quickly. He just went for it. You're like, the story's over. Goodbye. That's it. He confessed and that was it. Okay, so he tells his wife. Which, like. So, yeah, Colin confessed. have a pretty solid marriage. To his know? wife. And she agreed not to turn him in. It wasn't until after he lost all of their money that she moved back to America then she's and like, divorced him. Then she's like, mm, no. She's like, That's murder, murder, I can stand. Being poor, hell no. Grotesque. Well, the reason she didn't want to turn him in, actually, was because she had gone to Ireland to study mm-hmm. and, like, met him and got married, and she didn't really know a lot of people. So if she turned him in, she wouldn't have anyone in Ireland. Okay, so... Howell's former brother-in-law had accused him of murdering murdering his father, Harry Clark, so Leslie's dad, mm-hmm. because he died 11 days before Leslie had. Suspicious. Suspicious, indeed. Howell said later in interviews that money had never been his motive, and that um, it was, but it say. was what led him to confess. Interesting. Because he, so, after Leslie had been murdered he received a little over 400,000 euros and um, most of which he lost in a get rich quick scheme that he invested in that's how it always happens you know they said they found gold in the philippines and while he thought he'd make 20 million dollars he made about thought he would make 20 million dollars from gold in the philippines from a get rich quick (laughs) do you want to know how much money he made yes 30 euros Oh my god! So didn't I want to say that poor man, but like, but, yeah, he murdered. So, um, initially he'd only invested only okay, quote unquote, only one hundred thousand. But he kept investing no more and more. I have a hundred thousand yeah, dollars yeah. to give up. Oh, gold for sure. Hell yeah! Yeah, we can't even afford microphones, but we got a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> so, um, they kept he kept investing more and more though because they kept telling him that there was gold buried in the tunnels, and they just had to get. We there. need more money. The to tunnels. Get to it. The tunnels were booby trapped, and he's like, oh, "Okay, uh, that yeah, checks out. Here's that an checks. extra hundred thousand dollars." <laughs> so he he eventually sold his shares in his two dental practices. Good for him. And and tried to get all of his friends to invest in those Philippines gold scheme. Jesus. Um, he believed that the loss of all this money, as well as the death of his son, his oldest son, who had died in an accident in Russia, was a punishment from God. For murdering his wife. I I would think that'd be like a fair punishment at least. Right? I mean that I poor mean... son though. He didn't deserve that. Oh well, yeah. But that's why he confessed to the murder. So he told church elders and they're like, yeah, we think you should go to the police. And he's like, okay, I'll do that. So this is what happened. On the night of the murder, Le- uh, Leslie had been drinking and taking prescription medications because she was distressed over the affair that Colin was having with Trevor Buchanan's wife. He murdered them by using car exhaust fumes. He attached the top of a baby bottle to a garden hose. Hmm. He says that both of them fought against this. 
And Leslie had called out to their six-year-old son at the time, like, while he was murdering her. Isn't that sad? He said that he pulled a duvet over her face and basically used it to hold the hose in place. During the struggle with Trevor, Howell had hit him in the head, had been hit in the head, and had to leave because he um, thought he was getting lightheaded from the fumes. And so he left before Trevor had died and then came back to make sure he was dead. He drove both of their bodies in the trunk of a car to Leslie's father's house, who had died recently, and staged the scene. So he placed Trevor in the driver's seat. Then in the trunk, he put family photographs around Leslie's body and put headphones over her ears to make it look like she was listening to music. Then he connected... Yeah, definitely. He connected the hose to the exhaust and put it in the trunk and then turned on the ignition. Then he grabbed the bike he had brought along with him and just rode his ass home. Just casual. This bitch. He murdered and then went for exercise. What he had said when he got... So basically, like, when people are like, oh, what happened to your... Where's your wife? He said that there was an altercation with Trevor and then Leslie and him had left. So he had basically gone up to confront Trevor about an affair Mm -hmm. um, and then left. And um, he said he was going to call the police the following morning and ask if his wife had been in an accident because she had been drinking. And then he said he asked them to check... So he asked a church member... He's like, well, he, she might have gone to her father's house, so could you check on it there? And that's where they found them, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said he'd found his wife on the couch when he came home and that she must have gotten up and left in the middle of the night when he was asleep. Likely story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he also wrote a suicide note saying that she was emotional about his affair with Trevor's wife, Hazel. And then he's like, yeah, we'll add credibility to the suicide thing. What? I don't... Damn. This whole faking suicide note freaks me out. is sadistic. Yeah. And uh, on November 18th, 2010, so 20 years after the murders, he mm-hmm. pled guilty and was sentenced to life in prison. And he was like, during his interviews, he was bragging, basically, that he hadn't been caught. He's like, yeah, the only reason they caught me is because I confessed. What the what hell? What a douchebag. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's awful. Trevor's former um, wife, Hazel, mm-hmm. who was Collins' lover at the time... Claimed that she was acting under duress, but she had been found guilty in March of 2011 and also sentenced to life with parole. Good. So here's some a couple interesting things mm-hmm. that the police uh, missed during the investigation. Of okay. Mm-hmm. When they found the car, the driver's car door was open. You know this bitch can <laughs> open the car door after he... No, I'm just kidding. So the door's open. I guess he could have, like, left it open... No, wait, that wouldn't make sense because then they it was died exhaust. exhaust. Yeah, okay, sorry. Okay. I was thinking, yeah, like, no. if they, like, shot themselves or something. No, no, yeah, exhaust okay. His leg was literally hanging outside of the car door. So what, did he, like, start to get out of the car, like, regret like, it, and, and then, the, like, yeah. be like, oh. Like, barely opened the door and then died as he was on his way out. And. it's kind of sloppy. A witness had told the police that Howard had previously tried to kill his wife at one point. Oh. <laughs> so, like, it wasn't even. And the police are like, oh, yeah, we just, that didn't check out for us. So we just, yeah, we just yeah. didn't really look into it much. We just felt like we yeah. didn't ignore that. 11 days before the murders of Tresley. Tresley? Trevor and Leslie. Oh, <laughs> that's our cute couple. Tresley. Together we're a couple. Uh, Tresley. Harry Clark, Leslie's father, had died, and Leslie's brother is convinced that it was Howell. Like, he's like, he killed him mm-hmm. to get the insurance because Leslie got insurance money and then he killed Leslie right. to get the money. But Howell claims it wasn't him. He's like, no, I, he's like, I confessed to these murders. I didn't kill him. No postmortem was done on Harry Clark, the father. And they say it was a heart attack. But 
the brother-in-law says, he's like, it's weird that a healthy, a, ma- a middle-aged man that was incredibly healthy just suddenly dropped out of a heart attack. Like, right. that's weird. That's not normal. So, um, final note, they said he was a monster. Like, someone's like, you're, you're a monster. Clearly. Like, you're a straight-up monster. He goes, I was a monster, and I was a killer, but I'm not any longer, and that's part of my confession. You're confessing to no longer being a murderer? That's not a confession! Yeah, that's messed up. That's, that is so messed up. That's like when Jeffrey Dahmer's like, I'm a born-again Christian. You're still an asshole. You still murder You still people. are a horrible human being that murder. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Please ignore the humming. We made it so far. But yeah. No, you're fine. That's okay. But yeah, so that's the story of Colin, Ho- Colin Howell. Very wild. That's awful name. That was... That was some, some very like passion. passion, yeah, passion-driven, passion-driven crimes. crimes, and let your passion drive you, just not to murder. Yes, no, please don't. Let it drive you to other things yeah. like reading, yes, or um, podcasting, podcasting, or listening to podcasts, or telling people you know about podcasts. Hit <laughs> <laughs> uh, us up at. Yeah. Instead of sleeping podcast at gmail.com. What? So let's hang. Let's hang. All right, check us out on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, different handles, but you can see them all on our website instead of sleeping podcast.wordpress.com. And tell, if every one of you listening right now tells two people to listen, eventually everyone in the world will listen to this podcast. This is true. I mean, it's going to happen. Your logic is not flawed. It's at all. It's going to happen. All right. Okay, rate us, subscribe us. Oh. Uh, you can leave a rating on our pod, our website, you guys. You can check out what other people have said, including what Michaelia said about the podcast. Yes. It's I have great things. All good things. I have great thoughts. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.